welcome to the podcast. Uh, this is Kyle Giddens. We're doing a series of podcasts on godly parenting. Uh, these aren't real deep. They're not real difficult things uh, to learn. Uh, but just some lessons that I wanted to give, especially to, to younger parents, on helping them uh, raise their children in, in a godly way. Uh, today, uh, our subject is mealtime. Mealtime. Now, you may think, well, what in the world is mealtime got to do with godly parenting? Well, I think it has has a lot to do with it. Um, I want to read a portion of Deuteronomy chapter 6 again for you, uh, where the Lord has given instructions to the parents of, of the Jewish people. It says, You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and you when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. There's implied in these verses this idea that the family sits down together and gets up together. And God has given us a very natural means to do that. And that's the meal, the meal time that, that, that we share. Uh, if, if you don't believe that it's important for a family to sit down and have a meal, uh, then my question uh, to you would be, how do you do it? How, how do you gather your family together on a regular basis uh, each day and sit down and talk about the, the things of the Lord? It's very difficult to do anyway. But having a natural means like mealtime makes it so much easier. Now, now I understand that we we live in a different day, and perhaps you grew up and you, and you didn't uh, you didn't sit down together with your family on, on a regular basis and have meals. And and you may think, well, you know, I, I turned out uh, just fine. Uh, and and you may have that that may be absolutely true. But I want to really encourage you to to rethink your position if you would, because I truly believe that. The mealtime is a very, very important part of parenting, of, of raising your children. Um, so I want to talk about that that today. Um, and again, to the young young parents, listen to what I'm about to say. Sit down together with your children because soon you will not be able to. I, I know that probably sounds like something that's crazy, but I'm telling you, it goes by so fast. It goes by so quickly. You're going to turn around one day and it's going to be you and your spouse and a big table. And you're going to think, my goodness, what happened? But I'm telling you, it goes by so fast. When I was in college, I had a professor who, who said these words, and I'll never forget them. He said, spend time with people who are going to cry at your funeral. Spend time with people who are going to cry at your funeral. There may be a lot of people at your funeral, but there won't be that many crying. Trust me, I've done a lot of funerals as a pastor over over this 20-something year period. I've been a pastor. I've done a whole lot of funerals. There's only a few people that's crying at each of those funerals. And those are always the people who were very close. These are the children. These are the grandchildren or the spouse. That, that's who's crying. So spend time with people who are going to cry at your funeral. And I don't mean stay in the same house. I mean out of your bedrooms, together, 
at a table or somewhere, and one of the best ways to do that is, is mealtime. Now, if you say, hey, we don't have time to do that, we just have to grab something on the go, or, or, or we just have to eat in the car or whatever, and I don't mean to be harsh with you, but I, I want to be firm with you. If that's the case with you, you're doing too much. You're, you're just doing too much. There's no reason um, that on a regular basis you can't sit down at a table with your family and have a meal. If, if you're too busy to do that, whether you're the dad or whether you're the mom or the kid or whoever you are, I'm telling you with all of my heart, I believe that you are too busy. There are things you need to cut out of your life. There are things that you could, you could do without. And this would be far more important than those things that are forcing you to eat in a car because you have such little time. So let's think about now, what, what does it teach when we, when we have a scheduled meal time together as a family? The first thing it teaches is responsibility because um, everyone should have their part at the meal time. In, in whether it's in the preparing, and normally that's going to be the mom or, or the dad you know, when the children are young, whether it's the setting of the table, whether it's um, serving, uh, pouring a drink for people, uh, uh, getting out the, the serving spoons, or whether it's cleaning up. Everybody should know what they do when it comes to the mealtime. Now, of course, when children are small, I know when Abigail was small, her thing was she set the table. That was easy, easier for her. When Jeremiah was small, um, do the do the trash up. But as they begin to get older, then you can begin to think about okay, now maybe they can learn how how to cook a meal. We'll get into that just a little bit later. But everyone should know what they do. They should know when they do it, and they understand that meal time is is it's kind of interdependent. We're all working together to make sure that we have a good meal. So it, it teaches responsibility. Uh, it teaches concern. It teaches that, you know, we care about one another. Uh, we're not going to be there late because we know that everybody eats at the same time. Everybody eats together. We're going to make sure we're there. As well, when we're at the table, we're going to be talking to one another. We're going to be listening uh, about what's going on in, in other people's lives. So so it it teaches that, that, that we care. And by the way, we care that our mother um, or our father has prepared a meal. We're grateful for that. We're, we're concerned that they would do something like that for us. So it teaches responsibility. It, it teaches concern. It, it teaches um, uh, thankfulness. You know, pe- people should be thanked when, when, when a meal's good, and, and it's always good, right? We always want to say it's good. But, you know, if mom made a, a great casserole or whatever she made, dad should start off, hey, that was really good. The children should follow. That was good. And, and whoever, maybe the table was set in a special way. Maybe it was set uh, kind of fancy. Wow, who who set the table tonight? This this is beautiful. This This looks great. Or even when something's cleaned well. Boy, you guys did a great job cl- cleaning up. The, the kitchen looks spectacular. So, so it teaches a, a thankfulness. You go through and you see, see all of the different responsibilities people had, and you, and, and you, thank, you, you thank that person for, for what they did. Um, 
and, and I think this is an important place for us to interject this. Children need to learn that their parents aren't the only servants in the home. If we're not careful, we spend our life just serving our kids. And if we're not careful, we'll, we'll even use our Christianity to kind of cloak that and say, well, you know, we're supposed to be servants. And that's true. We are supposed to be servants. But the Bible says that we're to serve one another, that all of us are to serve one another. And, and what we never want to do is raise children who feel entitled. We never want to raise children who think that other people are their waiters. That they're just uh, there, and when they sit down, someone comes to them and hands them a napkin, hands them their food, and says, "Oh, is there anything you need?" We, we don't want to. We don't want to teach our children to be entitled like that. We want to teach our children that they're servants too. That that them coming in and and helping prepare a meal, them setting the table, them cleaning up, uh, all of those things are are so important. You know, and this is something that I've seen at houses, and it hurts me. It kind of breaks my heart. Uh, whenever the the meal is finished and everybody just gets up and they go their own way. And normally it's the woman who stays in there and she starts cleaning up. And sometimes it may even be that she wants it that way because she's like, oh, it's just easier for me. You guys get out of my hair. But if you're that mom, I would even encourage you to rethink that because understand that's not really sending the right message. That That's sending the message that somebody else is always going to be there to clean up after me. The rule we had in our house was nobody sits down. When we get done with the meal, everybody, no one, you, I could never imagine, you know, my kids leaving their plate on the table, leaving their trash on the table. That's, that is a huge no. You, you pick up your plate, you take it to the trash can, you clean it out, you set it on the sink. For whoever's washing the dishes, you make their job very easy. You do everything you can to make their job easy. Uh, and, and so understand that. All that's tied together with being a thankful person, being a person who realizes, you know what, um, there are people who do great things for me, and I should do great things for other people. I should never treat people like they're my servants. I should be their servant. Another thing that uh, that having a mealtime does is a mealtime gives you an opportunity to talk about what's going on in one another's life. Uh, you need to you need to really make sure that one person doesn't dominate the conversation at, at mealtime, and that's that that's not easy to do sometimes because sometimes we'll have a child or even an adult who's just a very talkative person, and they don't realize it, and the rest of the family's used to it. It's just normal. But I would encourage you during mealtime. Uh, Try to make sure you're going around the t- around the table and, and talking to one another, uh, n- not asking questions that could be answered with a yes or no, but asking questions that lead into conversations uh, about what might be going on in that individual's life, or, or maybe making small talk, making something uh, that that's lighthearted or funny. All those things are good, but what you want to do is make sure everybody at the table talks. Hopefully, for basically uh, the, the same amount of time. Uh, another thing that you can do there is give an opportunity for everybody to pray. Um, I would encourage you uh, to not teach your children to pray vain and repetitious prayers before the mealtime, but teach your children to pray specific prayers. Uh, and you can do that by, by as the father or the mother's uh, praying specific prayers, praying, Lord, I want to thank you for the chicken. Thank you for this chicken. It looks so good. 
And thank you for these potatoes, Lord. I know they're going to taste wonderful. Teaching your kids to just be real honest in their prayers and very natural in them. So letting your kids pray. Um, Another thing it gives an opportunity for is to teach manners. Uh, Teach your children how to eat properly. Teach your children uh, how to chew. Teach your children how to talk at the table. Teach your children how to use a a knife and a fork and a spoon and a napkin. Teach your children um, manners. It's only cute for a short period of time when they've got soup on top of their head. Uh, it, it's not it's not cute you know when they're like four or five years old you start you start kind of getting out of that cute phase so you want to teach your kids uh, how to eat and this gives you an opportunity to, uh, to do that and another thing it does and this is such an important thing as well it gives an opportunity to teach skills uh, I, I think that we are missing this in a lot of our young people today that they're not learning how to cook they're not learning how to cook um, a young woman should know how to cook. Now, don't get mad at me and say I'm, you know, just talking about the girls because I'm going to get to the guys in a second. But a young woman should be taught how to cook. She, she should be caught, taught how to prepare specific meals. She should work alongside of her, of her mother, and, and her mother should teach her how to prepare specific meals. And it should get to the point where she prepares a meal herself uh, for, for the family. Uh, and and when she does, she should be praised and she should be thanked. And then perhaps it becomes a regular thing, you know, on, on a specific day of the month or, 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 or week or, or however. She may love doing it. She may, she may want to keep doing it more often. Uh, but she should be taught how to cook and it should be expected of her to do that. A young man should know how to cook as well. Um, specifically, I would say to dads, teach your sons how to use the outside cooking equipment. Like we have a grill and we have a fish cooker and we, we use that stuff on a pretty regular basis. We probably use the outdoor cooking equipment um, two to three days a week for the meals that, that we do. Uh, so that that stuff gets used a lot, and it, it's it's a masculine thing, and and I, I've learned that that young men enjoy learning how to use outdoor cooking. But but teach them, get out there and teach them how to how to fry up a batch of fish, or or how to grill pork chops, or chicken, or, or steak. Uh, I remember not too long ago, Jeremiah went on a trip with some of his friends, and uh, he wanted to take the fish cooker with him. And he took one of our fish cookers with him, and they were um, staying in a cabin, and uh, they went and caught fish, and he was the only one who knew how to use the fish cooker. He was the only one who knew how to fry the fish out of a bunch of boys. Now, uh, he was the only one who knew how to do that. And I was thankful that he did know how to do that. But you know what? I think that he was thankful. I think it was a moment that made him feel grateful. Hey, I, I know how to do this. I know how to cook a fish dinner. Uh, for, for the boys. So it gives an opportunity to teach them um, skills. And Now, as I, as I mentioned at the beginning here, the mealtime is such a natural means that God has given us to gather together every day. Don't neglect that. The Bible teaches that we're to teach our children the Word of the Lord when we rise up and when we sit down, and that implies that we are rising up and sitting down with our children throughout the, throughout the day. So make it uh, a part of your everyday routine to say we're going to sit down together as a family and we're going to eat a meal. Don't, we don't have to be legalistic about it. You don't have to do it seven days a week. 
but four to five days a week at least, have that time when you sit down with your family. And I'm telling you, when you look back at the end, when the kids are raised or maybe they're married and, and everything, I'm telling you, you're never going to regret that. You're never going to say, you know, I, if we wouldn't have sat down and ate so many times together at the kitchen table, life would have been a lot better. That's not going to happen. You're going to be glad you did this because, as I said also in the beginning, very soon you won't be able to sit down together with your children. Uh, they'll be gone. So make that uh, a priority in your life. If, if, if I, when, I, I give, when people get married now, this is what I do. That's, that is my advice for, for them, for their marriage. Once a day, sit down together as a couple. And then when you have children, sit down together as a family for mealtime. It's a wonderful tradition and one that God can use to not only create godly children, but also to create uh, men and women who are just good people in this world. Hope you enjoyed this. If there's any subject you'd like me to hit on, let me know. God bless, and I'll be seeing you next time.